Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When Tillamook ice cream beckons you to the freezer aisle, which irresistibly creamy flavor do you choose? While you're thinking, try not to fuck up the glass. Tillamook ice cream. Extraordinary dairy. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about whether Clayton Eckerd could fall in love with four women. No, I mean, surely not. Really doesn't sound possible, unless maybe it is. It could be possible. I don't know. This week, The Bachelor visits four hometowns. He faces down spiders, bears, shrimping, 80-foot plunges, and, of course, a dad who wants us to know that he will put a guy in the hospital for upsetting his daughter. It's a lot. Here to join us today to talk through All of this excitement is friend of the pod and star of Mr. Mayor, which is coming back for season two in two weeks, Vela Lavelle. Thank you so much for joining us, Vela. Yay. Thanks for letting me back on. (laughs) (laughs) We're always so thrilled to have you. We're so excited. This Uh, is a treat. And frankly, it's a treat of an episode. And the first time I found myself kind of enjoying Clayton. So... Same. Good for Clayton. I kind of feel the same. Yeah, I was. Like, I, w- I was. Not, I was into him this this episode. It wasn't like it wasn't deep cringe, which <laughs> is really positive. Yeah. I feel like for Clayton's journey, we all had the same reaction. So I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. What did they do differently that Clayton didn't seem so off putting, and in fact seemed like someone you might want to hang out with in this episode? We're gonna have to dig into this. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think it was because he was like, because he was meeting all these families, he just kind of had to listen and then he seemed like really (laughs) incredible? I think he just also was able to relax because he didn't have the weight of like carrying the narrative solely on his shoulders the whole time. Like I think he was able to just sort of relax in, show off some goofy moments, show some personality. He's clearly a generally likable person person in life from what we've seen with people he's been on the show with right so like I don't know I think I think it it let him off the hook in in certain ways that allowed him to just sort of chill the fuck out and like live he doesn't he doesn't have main character energy (laughs) 
Yeah. He's, he's actually, like, really comfortable, like, being the guy who's like, you're taking me out today. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what's happening. I'm just going to make some lighthearted <laughs> he was comments so excited. and look pretty. He was, he was so excited. I, I felt like I noticed that, that he was like, what are we doing today? He's <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm not in charge. Thank God. And that really suits him. Oh, he loved it. He uh, was thriving. He's thriving. He truly is living his best life. And we start in Pocosin, Virginia. Where Clayton is arriving to meet Susie's family. And we first see Clayton sort of emerging from the woods like Bigfoot and thinking about how much he cares about Susie. He says, this is a woman that has so many great characteristics about her. What I love about her is that her family is so important to her. That is one singular characteristic. But she has so many. There are others floating around in the abyss. <laughs> I feel like Clayton has, um, my boyfriend and I have been commenting that every, um, he, he like conducts all his dates like a job interview. So he's always like, I'm li- I like what I'm seeing here. I like, like, I like the qualities that you're bringing to the table. And I always feel like he's about to discuss like fourth well, quarter. He's like a coach in the, in the preseason and he's evaluating <laughs> who he's going to keep. Yeah. And who's going to be sent back to the practice squad? Like, yeah. he's he's evaluating his lineup. Like, she has great footwork, which is a really promising characteristic. But at the same time, like, you know, she loses a lot of her energy by the fourth quarter because she doesn't have the conditioning. You know, so he's he's checking out all of the. You got to look for a whole player. You know, a whole player. Yeah, to make to make his his fantasy league wife. And I think that's. Partly why he's so happy this episode, because he's down to four really complete whole players. <laughs> like, they could all carry a team. And I really was thinking about the fact that he has a solid final four. And he, he really, really likes does. all of them. Like, I do yeah. genuinely think he enjoys spending time with all of them. And that's not always the case. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Susie yeah. meets him by the water. She executes a pretty good run and jump hug. Looks effortful. <laughs> not the not the only person who looks like she has a really hard time leaping all the way into Clayton's arms. He's tall. He's tall. <sighs> and then she leads him off to a mysterious date location. She says, Clayton's a man that I'm falling in love with. And if all goes well, we'll be one step closer to truly being in love. But first I have to find out if he likes being choked. <laughs> Double on <laughs> Love it. And that means they're doing jujitsu. Obviously. Because we do obviously. know that this is something that Susie has a lot of experience with. She's been doing jujitsu for years since she lived in Japan. And according to Susie, it has changed her life. She said that she now sees her body as a weapon, which. Yeah. I, I, love, I love that. I loved it. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, I think I need to start viewing my body as more of a weapon. Same. I was like, Susie, like Susie really, I always remember, cause she, she kept like alluding to the fact that she could like kill people. I feel like <laughs> through the season and, and then, but I was reminded of it this, this episode. And I was like, Honestly, like points for Susie. I was like, she seems, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. she would be a good assassin because she has all of that like <gasps> beautiful white lady privilege and she could just sort of swan about, enter some like foreign <laughs> emissary's apartment and just, just kill choke them. You yeah. And then choke yeah. you. <laughs> also, she's so she's so just like 
bubbly and sweet. And then she was just like, clearly knew what she was doing on that mat. And I was like, all right. Once she starts shrimping, it's all over for Clayton. He doesn't stand a chance. (laughs) This was an incredible moment when the coach starts demonstrating moves and he's like, you do this and then you start shrimping. And it was, I believe, a genuine moment of shock on Clayton's face where he was like, what am I being punked? Like, did you say shrimp? (laughs) <laughs> Why are we talking about shrimp again? I don't understand. Like, how much did you pay this coach to pretend that there's a move called shrimping? Uh, Susie is moment. losing it. Um, shrimp has honestly been one of the high points of this season. It's really like a hallmark, a, a standout. I don't know if high point is the right way to put it. I think that shrimp's talent manager is like <laughs> so stoked right now. Shrimp. Down. The manager is on the phone with Shrimp's publicist being like, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We got you in. Yeah. <laughs> We're always going to think of this season as the Shrimp season. Like, we'll be like, Fully. I don't remember who the lead was, but it was about Shrimp. It was definitely, Shrimp has main character energy. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so they they put on their geese. I love that Clayton is showing a ton of cleave. Like he's yeah, no one else. to the navel. Had a shirt underneath, and he had ball. <laughs> she's done up to the neck. She's she's playing it coy, and Clayton's like, "Here are my." Abs. I appreciated that that gender role reversal. I think Susie was super into it as well. She was like, "I wanted to she see was. him in a gi, but like I didn't even know what I was going to get." Out anyway, of control. I was, I was waiting for someone to be like, um, can you, you, you can put a shirt on underneath. And no one did. No, no one, one is ever going when you have to say like that on this show. No one is ever going to say you can put, put a, shirt a shirt on. on. They don't want yeah. you to put a shirt on. It's true. <laughs> They're like, normally we have to come up with an elaborate challenge to get your shirt off. And you're just volunteering. Like, Clayton we'll take like, it. Clayton was like, here you go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, He's like, we've done a lot of cold weather traveling and I haven't, you know, I did a lot of working out for these packs. So you're going to see them. Mm -hmm. Uh, After they shrimp each other, (laughs) which Clayton is into, uh, Susie's like, it turns out he does like being choked. They sit by the sea and have a little picnic and she talks about how much she loves her dad and wants to be with a man like her dad. She's really the most, this is a classic bachelor contestant type, but she is the only one really bringing it this season, which is like, my dad is the perfect man. My Mm -hmm. parents' marriage is the perfect marriage. And I just want that. So when you come meet them, just like, (laughs) be my dad. Be be exactly like my dad. Just be my dad. Just be my dad. (laughs) You could just be my dad. That would be best for me. But yeah, she was definitely, she was definitely bringing bringing that energy to it. But kind of there, I feel like there was a high daddy thing in the whole, the whole episode. I mean, dads were, dads, speaking of main character energy, dads were the main character of like every, almost every hometown. Which given that like they weren't physically present at the gatherings at two of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's really saying something. Yeah. I was like, what about the mom? Like, if I was a mom, I'd be the like, the moms um, really like fade into the. They're just like, it's yeah. almost like they're just a fun friend who's there. Who's like, do you like him? Like, he seems cute. <laughs> Your dad is going to have a lot to but say my about that. Dad. <laughs> uh, but Susie is quite emotional because, of course, as we already know, her dad got very sick uh, in the last couple of years, and she tears up and talks about how she 
doesn't want to think about him not being at her wedding to walk her down the aisle and that she really wants him to meet the person that she ends up with. He's like, she's like, he's like my standard in a man. And Clayton is very sweet. <laughs> it's like, well, that's what you want in a man. I need to like see that and do what I can to just be your dad. So let's do this. <laughs> I'm going to need to study your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and they stand and leave the picnic basket and blanket on the seawall for someone else to gather. And they head off to meet the parents. They're meeting Susie's mom, Jean, her dad, Tom, her sister, Barbara. Not a name you hear for a lot of millennials. Neither is I will Susan. Say. True. True. Susan and Barbara. I do have an Aunt Susan, which I think well, speaks exactly. to the sensibility yeah. of, Susan of this Susan is naming. a very boomer generation name. Mm -hmm. It's true. I did kind of, I was like, Barbara. I kind of did a <laughs> double take. I was like, who's Barbara? Maybe Barbara's coming back. Like, maybe, maybe Barbara. I mean, that Barbara's does happen. Yeah, yeah. It does. It seems a little early, but I'm here for it. We're also meeting... Susie's best friend, Lauren. I like that a lot of friends were included in these hometown dates. I was a fan. That doesn't mm -hmm. always happen. And I was really, I was really into that. So they arrive at the house and they all hug. It feels, Susie's family feels very, very warm, very excited. Susie gives her dad a really sweet and emotional hug. And Clayton tells them right away, like after his first date with Susie, he felt like they'd been together for over a year, which... Bold. They're all mm. like, yeah, that tracks. Sounds good. All right, let's have our <laughs> let's have our sit downs. Susie sits with her dad first and he tells her that he is getting some MRI results soon, but he expects good news. So I felt are going so well. bad for her that clearly she's this is her one chance to talk to her family. So she had yeah. to be like, Dad, yeah. before we get into this, like for the camera, can you just like <laughs> let me know a health update? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. When she's she's very emotional compared to her family, and it's hard not to assume that that's partly because they know what's going on with him at home, and they're like dealing with that day to day. And she's like, "What's happening? Like, yeah. is my dad dying again? Like, let's get that update." Um, and she, so she's like just crying from the jump. She's crying and she's like, it's so important to me that you're there at my wedding. And he's like, I'll be there. Like, it's fine. I'm fine. And yeah. she's like, you're the gold standard for what I want in a man. And I've always like been hard on men in relationships because of you. Her dad's like, because of me? Like, what? Her ah. dad seems like such a sweet, like, like an older soft boy. And I, I like it. <laughs> He's an elder soft boy. An elder soft, boy. Elder soft man. Yeah. yeah. A, a soft man. It sounds different from soft boy, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> and no, he's very sweet. Like, it's clear that, like, they have a very tight bond, but that he's just not quite at the level of, like, freaking out that Susie is right now. So he's kind of, right. like, trying to make her a little bit more comfortable and yeah. reassuring her and making little jokes and I also her noted that at, w at one point in their conversation, Susie's saying, you know, you're the gold standard for me. Like, you know that, you know, if, if someone I was with didn't live up to that, like, I wouldn't stand for it. And I was like, is this foreshadowing? Oh, is Susie going to leave? Like, we know that very soon <gasps> after this high point, 
things are going to really, like, shit's hitting the fan. Wow. And we saw footage of Rachel and Gabby at that final rose ceremony. We did? Yeah, we see them both standing. Yeah. As Clayton (gasps) talks to them. Oh, but then Clayton Clayton freaking out and being, oh, my my favorite promo this year is when he goes, I'm so broken. Oh, my God. We've seen that so many times. We see it so many times, and it's poor my guy. favorite moment. I know, poor guy, but I just We love- will get there, I suspect, very soon. Um, right, yeah. but maybe it's because Susie leaves. I wonder if Susie's <gasps> going to leave. Maybe he's broken because of Susie. Mm-hmm. It seems like she must because we know that it's not Rachel or Gabby who is gone before the rose ceremony, but we do hear him sort of wow. saying, like, I didn't expect this from you, of all people. Like, I can't believe you would do this to me. Like, the conversations that you wouldn't expect him to be having with one of the two people that he just dumped that shit on. Um, It seems like most likely that he has some confrontation with Susie that throws him into an emotional tailspin. (sighs) Yeah. So that, to me, I was like, it felt like they included that moment intentionally, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. Uh, I see it. I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Meanwhile, Clayton does get a moment with her dad and... Her dad's mission here is just to be like, Susie is the best person in the world. You're very lucky that she's considering you. Best of luck reeling her in because (laughs) if you're sick, she will sleep next to you all night and make sure you're okay. That's what she did for me. That's the kind of person she is. Such a sweet anecdote. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was very sweet. And Clayton, you know, is like, yeah, her exes must have been dumb as a box of rocks to let her go but I might 25% chance that I don't do the same thing. So we'll see. (laughs) And Clayton also talks with Susie's mom, who asks if he loves Susie. And I think that we have a clip of what Clayton says in response. So I will say that I have very, very strong feelings for for Susie. And and to fall in love to me is... is, um, it's very sacred and like and I and I know that I will I will get there. There's a part of me that um, is trying to make sense of it in my head mm-hmm. with to be honest with you, with other women around. I'm like I I don't necessarily like I kinda guard myself because I'm afraid to like I'm like, I don't wanna fall in love with like four people that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but when I look at Susie again, I'm like, I don't there's there's no question in my mind that like I will get there. I actually kind of give him credit, to be honest, for not bullshitting the parents. Like, he does this a couple times. He sort of, he acknowledges before they have to bring it up that, like, there are other people there. I'm going to hurt someone. Right. Like, but he also, he also, I I felt the same way. I was like, he's not bullshitting. He's being very honest. But he also, I think with Susie, was very blatant. With Susie's family, he was like, I feel like I'm going to get there. Which he didn't say to everybody. He's saying, like, I plan to get there. Yeah. yeah, he kind of, which which is totally if I was like a family member, I would find more reassuring than, you know, for example, not to sit, not to spoil it, but for Serene's family, he was just like, yeah, I'm not end of end of play. And yes. for Susie, yes. he was like, I'm not, but I will. I plan to. I will. He basically was like, I, I will be yeah. there. I also yeah. feel like this was the moment where production was like, oh, he's refusing 
to admit who he's in love with, we got to deal with this. Yeah, yes. he's like, well, it doesn't make sense to fall in love with four women. Which it doesn't. I mean, can I fall in love with four women? <laughs> can I? I don't know. Maybe that's why we all related to Clayton. We're like, he's being pretty reasonable right now. And then clearly production got it. Like, he's like, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> it's really wild. And we, I mentioned last episode that his goodbyes have not gotten more emotional, even as we've gotten closer and closer <laughs> to his final group. And I, in this moment, I started to think, okay, so he's not pacing himself at all. He's not letting himself, like, develop yeah. a genuine feeling bond with any of these women because he's afraid of then cutting it off. But now he's about to be like, oh, no, I waited too long. Time to start falling in love with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> time to crash into the all side the of the mountain. Time. I know. And that's, uh, that's how you get broken. Clayton. Oh God! Exactly. So broken. broken by the end. I'm so oh, poor Clayton. Oh. So no. Susie then sits down with her mom, and her mom tells her, "You know, you should be cautious with Clayton." I asked him if he was in love with you, and he said he wasn't, but that he could get there. So proceed with caution. And Susie's like, "Yeah, okay, makes sense." And. All that's left is for them to sit outside and say goodbye to each other and implore each other, don't forget me. Don't forget me while you're off on dates with three other women or, you know, in Susie's case, alone, monitored by producers and forced to talk about Clayton nonstop for the next week. (laughs) Equal likelihoods of forgetting each other. This is the part (laughs) in the episode where I realized that there's always a bench outside of the parents' house. (laughs) And this is when I started to question, do all American families have outside benches or is this production putting a bench outside of the house? They've got to come with a bench. Like, I I have to think some people have benches, but it's not universal. But everyone had a bench. They always have one. They always have an outside bench. I'm trying to think. I don't think that that I've ever lived in a house with with a bench bench out front. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. I think on our my parents' front porch. There is a bench. There is some sort of seating. I don't know if it's a full bench. bench. Right. Yeah. I just really started to question. Not like on the lawn though. Given (laughs) the amount of staging that we know they will do for these hometown dates, it the most believable thing to me, it's the most believable thing in the world that they come with like three bench options to every location. Oh yeah. I I suspect that they would be like, This this bench isn't grand enough. This bench doesn't have the bench or a Baroque (laughs) bench. A bench with pillows, kind of a farmhouse bench. (laughs) I mean, if they are willing as as we know, to literally rent a more opulent estate for some of these families, oh, if they're that. not like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, okay, oh yeah, because they need a good space for filming, and you know everyone needs to look wealthy, so they could bring a bench. I love the idea of Max one day bringing a bachelorette home to a two-bedroom apartment in New Jersey. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a walk-up. You would. Let's just be honest. They would be renting a nice ass townhouse. Hey, and then we'd be like, "We're, we're just gonna stay." Squatters They're like rights. squatters' rights. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we live here now. As long as you have that bench, it's fine. It's like we believe it. We believe someone lived here. <laughs> the bench is there to signal that it's our house. Yeah. Um, now it's time for Gabby's date, and they are in Denver, but more specifically, they're meeting up like in the Rockies. Um, I love Gabby. I love Gabby so much. I, I'm obsessed with obsessed. her. I've been obsessed with her for weeks. Like 
she ever since she just kind of started being hilarious, I was like, Gabby <laughs> She's is such a little weirdo. <laughs> I love it. And I love it so much. I love it. She's so re- I I was like, I would watch a season of her as the Bachelorette. I honestly I, I want her to be the Bachelorette yeah. so badly. I see a strong possible ever since uh Dean was like, if Gabby ever goes on She'll be the Dean Unglert who was on Rachel Lindsay's yeah. season, of course. Of course. He's like, they she, dated. They dated? They dated in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 10 years ago. Whoa. And are very fond of each other. So. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. if she ever goes on, she'll either win or be the bachelorette. And I was like, okay, Dean, like, obviously everyone loves their ex. So like, oh whatever. But <laughs> you see, kind of right. I get it. I totally get it. Like, I was like, I, she's so delightful. I want to date I her. I want to date her. Like, yeah, she's so fun <laughs> and funny and delightful. And like, but she's also so vulnerable and emotional. And I'm like, she's the, per- she's the whole pack. I think she's the whole player in terms of. Oh, she totally I agree. <laughs> and Clayton agree. Like, this is something we don't often see on the show is the, the male lead being like, I didn't really notice this woman, like physically speaking, but then I realized she had a great personality. Yeah. And now I'm in love with her. <laughs> well. And of course, she's also stunning. She's so gorgeous. that helps. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but he kind of expressed that like she wasn't really on his radar until he realized how funny she was. She's almost doing like a comedy routine <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. together. It's impressive. I don't know how she has the energy or the endurance. Like, even when they do the run and jump, she's kind of, like, doing it in a... Doing a bit? In a, in a bit. Yeah, she's yeah. doing a bit. She's doing it, like, a zany way. I appreciate it so hard. But I also... Me too. I, I just think she's... I, I just think she's just a true 10. Like, I just love her. Like, I love that she went on a Same. hike for her date. Like, I was like, I would want to go on this date. Like, I love that she... But also, she wasn't, like, too hardcore about it. She's, like, joking. She's, like, giving off fun facts about how to avoid bears. And she seems, like, (laughs) genuinely impressed when Clayton is, like, I know that for uh, this, for a grizzly bear, you have to play dead. Yeah. I didn't know that. She was, like, how do you know this? He's like, I'm Mr. Outdoorsy. She, she, listen, she brings out a hilarious side of Clayton. He's making jokes about being Mr. Outdoorsy all of a sudden. I'll take any joke, I'll take, joke, guy. I'll take, I'll take any <laughs> jokes. Get him on, get him a Netflix comedy special. Um, oh, no. No, she's, everything that she does, it's like the in the moments when she really shines because she just is never not aware of how ludicrous they are as a genre. So exactly. she's always like undercutting what she said so she'll say like oh we're in denver where i was a broncos cheerleader and where i did so much growing into myself as a woman (laughs) and like pointedly says it in a way where she's like yeah that sounds stupid but like here we are we're talking about where i grew into myself she has a a self-awareness while not like balking at the genre or or the process and it's just very effective. Right. She doesn't seem, like, contemptuous. She's just, like, exactly. we're being silly. I'm actually and rooting for Gabby as Bachelorette and not for Clayton's wife. I not realize. for Clayton. Yeah. Me no. too. A hundred thousand yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for no one for Clayton by the end of this <laughs> episode, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, so, yeah. So, they, they lace up. He's so excited to have surprises. She's like, look what I got for you. It's hiking packs and boots and they do a little skit where she pretends to be a bear so he can practice scaring off a bear and clayton's like everybody knows gabby is the funniest woman alive 
That's like such a nice thing to say about I someone. Would, I would, I would accept a proposal exactly. after that. Yeah. That, that is like the best compliment that you could have for your boyfriend the to think that you're the funniest person alive. <laughs> yes, that's they what, hike I also to, love that they they hike up to an outlook and she's like, it's called proposal raw. <laughs> and so she's like, so where's my ring? Um, I assume you, if you look in your pack, you'll find my engagement ring there. Like again, just betraying an awareness of how silly the whole thing is and like putting, and she also puts Clayton at ease. Yeah. And that allows him to have a personality. Yeah, like he's almost a more enjoyable version of himself when he's with Gabby. Yeah. I think I enjoyed him the most with Gabby and Serene. Yeah. On those dates. Yes. Um, Yes. Yes. I just remembered. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. I cannot wait. (laughs) They come upon a hot tub, or as Gabby says, a hot tub? She's like, oh, <gasps> what? What? We love a hot tub. That I have placed here. Uh, <laughs> where they sit and enjoy some champagne, and she tells him that he'll be meeting her aunt and uncle, cousin, and grandpa. Because her grandpa, the fucking uh, MVP. star of this MVP. episode. Oh, yeah. He gave everyone what they wanted. He gave producers a little something. He gave the fans a little something. She explains that her dad wanted to be there, but his longtime girlfriend was recently diagnosed with cancer. And so with COVID, obviously, it's not safe for him to be in such a setting. Um, And Clayton's like, yeah. That's rough. I get it. Health first. And she's struggling with it a little bit. She you know, expresses that her dad is normally someone she confides in and gets advice from. And so she was really disappointed not to be able to see him before possibly marrying Clayton, of all people. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, so, I need my father to step in and tell me, no, Gabby, no. what are you thinking? <laughs> um, so <laughs> they, they meet up at a house with Grandpa John, Aunt Julie, Uncle Rich, Cousin Kira, they all traveled in from out of town because her dad couldn't be there. She's very appreciative um, to all of them for coming. And right away, her grandpa basically is just like Gabby, but an elderly man. Star, star. I'm obsessed with him. (laughs) Get him a show. Truly, truly would watch. What's his name, Grandpa John? John, John, yeah. I think we have a clip of one of the moments that really indicated to me what we were in for with Grandpa John. So how has it been? Tell us all about it. Tell us about your adventures. It's been crazy. All the way back from night one at the limo. You're a little... Clayton. So what was your, what was your line? No! No, I want to hear it. We got to hear this now. We got to hear it. Is, is Clayton blushing? <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll understand why in a second. <laughs> I had, like, pillow made with his face on it. I was like, I'm Gabby, and I know my feet are going to get tired later, so I'd really like to sit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriella. <laughs> I'm not going to blush, I don't think. (laughs) I mean, I love how hard the entire family laughed at this, and especially Grandpa John. Grandpa John is, like, here for the dirty jokes. He loved it. He was, like, because you hear him go, Gabriella. Gabriella. (laughs) You think he's going to be like, what did you do? And he's like, love it. (laughs) 
Good one. He's like, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed honestly, with Grandpa John. <laughs> so he pulls Clayton first, and Clayton begins by asking John how Gabby was growing up. What was she like? And her grandpa says, she's always been a dang bat. A lovable dang bat. And Clayton's like, yeah, she really keeps me on my toes. But also, she's really been working on her vulnerability and opening up over the course of this journey. And that's really wonderful, too. And her grandpa says, well, she's a she's a good kid. You better be good to her. And I just advise you both, don't be in a hurry. Really get to know each other. Solid advice. Rough for this show. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not going to happen, obviously. <laughs> like, thank you. Um. And he leaves Clayton with sort of some approval. He's like, so far I like what I see. It's early, so I might change my mind about you. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Gabby is with her aunt, uncle, and cousin, who are just very happy to see that Gabby is herself with him, that she is her goofy normal self, and that Clayton can participate in that. And you can just imagine that this is something that with their family comes up with partners where they're like, yeah. can this person actually hang? Can this person <laughs> hang? Yeah. Like, are they just going to get on board, laugh with us, embrace the absurdity? And that's like a very sweet family dynamic. Yeah. And that's one thing that Clayton can do. He, he can, can. He can hang. I also feel like with someone like Gabby, who you know has like such a special personality and is so funny and hilarious that you would probably her family's on guard if she comes in and is like being like a Stepford wife or something. All buttoned up and just like yeah. being agreeable. It's like that's how you know that like it's not not the not the one, but like she came in and was like, you know, I want to sit on his face. Yeah. <laughs> full, full ding that. And they were like, great. <laughs> Uh, so Gabby then sits down with her grandpa and asks what he thinks of Clayton. And this is where the producers Really get a special gift from Grandpa They John. have been teasing this clip as this serious thing for a full week. There have been news articles written about this clip that are like, Gabby's grandpa holds Clayton's feet to the fire and thinks like, he's full of shit. He says, I can be honest, I think he's full of shit. And Gabby starts laughing, and he says, anyone who likes you is obviously full of crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So the producers saw that they could do what they wanted with this moment, but he's joking. He's really just giving Gabby a hard time. <laughs> yeah, this is not a ding against Clayton. This is Grandpa John, just Grandpa Johnny at the sun in the best way. <laughs> Grandpa Johnny. And then he tells her, like, just be sure, like before you make a final decision, because it's for life. And if it's not for life, I'll be pissed. I'll come back and haunt you. I love And Gabby's, <laughs> this is my favorite part, is when Gabby's like, well, I want you to haunt me no matter what. I love that. And he's like, I'm sure I will. <laughs> I love that. Grandpa John will come back as a poltergeist. Like, he's going to be, like, moving her shit around. He'll and... be a wily ghost. <laughs> it really, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Both my grandpas have been, like, dead for a while. And I was like, ah. Oh. I thought I you were going to say both grandpa. of my grandpas have been haunting, <laughs> haunting <laughs> me. No, they don't. Neither of them came back to haunt me, which is, a, I guess, a You're cruelty. Like, I've been getting haunted yeah. on both sides, and it's been exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the cutest statement. It was so cute. Adorable. But I was just, like, jealous of this sweet grandpa, grandpa dynamic. Yeah. yeah. 
Whenever there's like a really, a really cozy family dynamic, I mean, I, I just like have lived away from my family for so long that I always get really jealous and like. It's so sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. And. <gasps> oh my God, if Gabby's the bachelorette, we get more Grandpa John. Oh my God. What if he Come lived on. in the mansion with her? What if he- <laughs> just like, just <gasps> oh like. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, Rachel and they've, they've done that where they brought like a like friends in to spy like you need yes. grandpa john to just like <laughs> hover around the mansion <laughs> yes and like interview all the oh men my God. we need it we need that oh we're producing a perfect yes. season of the bachelor for grandpa them. john is in the mansion with <laughs> all the men yeah but gabby is still feeling emotional and torn and not quite ready to tell clayton that she's falling in love with him because she just wishes her dad were there to give her that clarity. And as she's expressing this to her family, there's a honk outside. And Gabby alone, for no particular reason, I'm sure, <laughs> goes out to see who it is. And it's her dad getting out of his car. With to him, love, actually. Within her. loud yeah. talking distance. To love, actually. I her. also wrote Gabby's dad, love, actually, her. Like, we all <laughs> use love, actually, to ask the verb. <laughs> This is, it's a scourge on our culture and it must be stopped. I was like, he could talk and she would hear him at this I wondered, I wondered if, if he didn't even want to get close enough to any producers to be miked. Possibly. It's also very clear that this is, this whole thing is engineered. Yes. Understandably, because it is on TV to make sense to the audience. So... He introduces himself to her as I'm your it's dear, me, dad. It's me, your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is for us, obviously. She knows that she, that he's her dad. Yeah, right. Like we needed to know. We were like, because we were like, is this some random guy? But he's like, no, it's me, your dad. <laughs> it's some like middle aged guy, old enough to be her dad, who's like, I'll always love you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Clayton, and choose me. I was your algebra teacher, but I oh, always God. okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Then it would really be love, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he holds up the cards and they're like, uh, you're such a, thank you for always being such a wonderful, loving daughter. Like, and the glue of our family, you deserve the best. I hope it's Clayton and I hope to meet him soon. And Gabby is just sobbing. I was out here like crying watching this. I'm like, what? Wow. It was very emotional. It was very emotional. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I think I was just in shock about the love act. Like I was in shock about the note cards. Yeah, it, it took was, me a while. To I get hated over that it. part. That's <laughs> why it was confusing. This really potent blend of just like cringe and just like pure, unadulterated sweetness, sweet earnestness. Yeah. That yeah, hence um, my just weeping, complicated quietly. feelings. Um, it was beautiful. There was a lot in this episode that like if you have lost family or or have distant relationships with any of them there's just a lot to poke at you in this episode a lot of a lot of um definitely poignant moments and clayton comes out on the stoop and kisses gabby who is covered in tears and clayton says it was so very special obviously i could see it through her emotions oh no oh sweet clayto just sometimes he says things and i'm like if you wrote this in a script you would be like people don't say things like that (laughs) that doesn't sound right we're gonna trash this script and start over from the beginning i missed that but gabby feels this went super well 
it does seem like it went super well. They say goodbye to her family, and then she's like, Clayton, thank you for never asking me to change. And he's like, why would I do that? It's great who you are. That's why I'm here. And Gabby says, I feel like I'm falling in love with you. And Clayton says, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting on that one. There He's it like, is. woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Bagged another one. There it is. Like that's the weirdest response to falling in love. There it is. He truly says it like he's been like coaching someone to do a new skill, and then they do it, and he's like, "There it is." I knew you were gonna. One day you were just gonna really bang it out. You could stick the landing eventually. Yes, that's fits in with his job, his job interview dating skills, which is he's just waiting for everyone to hit a certain number of skills. He's like, there it is. And then he's so happy. Like he's beaming. Whenever someone says, Yeah, I'm falling in love with you, he just looks overcome with joy. He's grinning. He's and so his main reaction is always just like, Oh, I can't stop smiling. I'm so happy right now. And then he kisses them. And yeah, he, he uses a kissing to kind of cover up anything else that happens. He's like, and yeah. now here I come. That's a tried and true Bachelor lead tactic because it is very oh, yeah. hard. You receive all these people saying they love you. You have to respond in a satisfying way to the other person that makes them feel heard without <laughs> being like, I love you too. Oh, my God. I said it. <laughs> I like, also love you. There it is. Here's my mouth. <laughs> exactly. That's that's his approach. And it's working for him so far. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Serene's date. Can you keep up? I like love This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that 
planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back, and we are in Oklahoma City, Serene's hometown. Just like Susie, she she does a very effortful run and jump. He's just, he's so tall. They almost have to like come to a standing stop and then do a h- effortful high jump. And Serene is very low to the ground. Yeah. You know, she's very she's petite. petite. And so that's like, you got to get a lot of air. I'm impressed that she did it at all. <laughs> propel yourself up propel. there. It I'm just a bend and propel from Serene. <laughs> I just think it's funny because the more difficult it looks to do, the more you're reminded that they just know they have to do it. That it's like, this is what you do on the hometown date. It doesn't look natural or like a comfortable way to greet I've also them. never, ever greeted anyone that I've dated no. with a run and jump. Ever. No. I've never dated someone who would not probably fall over backward. If I <laughs> yeah, also true. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not dating a lot of like tight ends. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, So they are doing an adventure course that I thought was like an industrial site in the background, like an oil refinery. But it is a ropes course that is like made out of white steel. And they put on their helmets with their GoPros. They walk across some tight ropes. Clayton is freaked the fuck out (laughs) the entire time in a way that. It's hilarious. I love how he tries to tie this into a a relationship, though, because he literally says doing the obstacle course can kind of tie into like a relationship. I love (laughs) this. Doesn't come naturally to him. He's like, there are ropes 
and you also <laughs> trying to get to other levels where you're uh, he's like, you have <laughs> obstacles throughout a journey <laughs> as far as when you're falling in love and you get higher and higher More obstacles. and farther into the journey it gets scarier because emotions do get involved on the one hand emotions on the other hand i guess distance from the ground so Clayton is having a complete freak out during most of what we see. On one rope bridge, he is having such a meltdown that he can barely cross it at all. I mean, he his whole giant body was shaking like a leaf. Yeah, he was ter- and then and then poor and then Serene is just just like glides effortlessly across. She's like, shoot, he's like, you'll see when you go across it. And then she has such an easy time crossing it that she starts <laughs> laughing hysterically. Yeah, and he's like, are you punking me? Like, what is happening here? And she's like, no, that I, I don't know what to say. He's like, just grip, he was gripping the rope so much that he was shaking. I mean, he was just fully having a meltdown. He's a look again, like he's a large man on yeah. a tiny, tiny little steel. I wouldn't platform. if I were if I were a former NFL player, I probably wouldn't feel that confident about a rope supporting my weight either. But he did have like a bunch of cables. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> but Serena and I both love that Clayton is willing to really demonstratively show how afraid he is. Yes. Um, and that's part of what endears me to him or endears him to me in this scene is the way that he is willing to just act like a complete wimp who is terrified by this and to goof around with serene and not get like irritable or weird about it and that's sweet he seems really fun to to do this with not as fun as serene who is so serene serene is so serene oh my god so stunning and i was just so like taken aback by her it's hard her to look beauty. at her. Like, her beauty yeah. is blinding. Yeah, but also I was like, yeah. she is serene also. Like, she should, like, yeah. in this obstacle course, she was just like, it's fine. And she was like, I was panicking inside. And you're like, really? Oh, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> I'm like, were you? I feel like you're just trying to make the rest of us feel better. Clayton and the audience. Yeah, she like, was really, she's very so, She's like, yeah, yeah, don't, no, don't worry. I definitely, I definitely had some fears I there. Know. They yeah. were there. So... <laughs> So the last challenge is that they have to essentially step off an 80-foot platform and plunge down onto a landing pad while being slowed by a harness. And I think we have a clip of Clayton just getting into the zone. <laughs> there is only one way down. <laughs> you got it. Uh, oh, come on! Woo! Yep. <laughs> All right, here we go, baby. Three! Oh, I don't want to count myself down. Oh my gosh. It was hard making our way up that tower and stepping off of that 80 foot ledge. Oh, come on. Come on, Clayton. Ah. Much like falling in love. Three, two, oh, right. Hold on. Hold on. The first step is the hardest. One step, one big step, baby. Oh! <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Crying, oh laughing. <laughs> Listening to the audio of that is even better the second time. Oh my god! 
Every time I listen, it gets better. It truly so is incredible. <laughs> it truly is like someone is like at the scrimmage line, like calling the play and then having a panic attack at the same time. <laughs> or about to like be just destroyed by molten lava. I mean, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so amazing. In, wow. Oh, my God. It is the most extreme tailgate energy we've ever heard Clayton display and at the same time it is endearing exactly for the reason that you were saying Claire which is that he he just sounds like such a wimp he's so scared he can't he counts himself down and then he has to like step back and do it again and he's like I don't want to count myself down no I'm counting myself down I love he's like three two no no (laughs) back it up buddy do it again do it again I loved it. I loved it it so much. I love seeing his vulnerability in this moment. (laughs) And vulnerability is just so important. And I also love that Serene is sharing in her ITM just the exact opposite reason from what Clayton gave for why this is, like, falling in love. Like, he's like, the farther you go, the scarier (laughs) it gets. And she's like, the scariest part is the very first part. And that's why they both conclude that this challenge is exactly like falling in love. And this is the problem with having to come up with, like, an ill-conceived metaphor for whatever activity that you happen to be doing. Much like statistics, you can make the metaphor mean whatever you want it to. (laughs) And so after they both do the drop, which Serene does with, like, out any screaming, except for a small scream after landing, seemingly just to make Clayton feel better, which was very nice of her. (laughs) After this... She says that seeing how he handled the course was even more of a testament to how I am falling in love. So he doesn't say things are going. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she did already say that to him last week. She's just reinforcing it. Yeah, Yeah. she said it already. So he it doesn't get the big reaction this time, but she got it last week. And she tells him that he'll be meeting her mom, Sherry, her brother, Roland, and her best friend, Melanie. And her dad won't be there because her parents divorced when she was two years old. And he's very excited. She's like, this is partly why I don't normally introduce people to my family. It's, you know, it's not always something I feel comfortable with. And he's like, I'm special. I'm chosen. I'm ready. They arrive at the house. They meet her family and her friend out back. And they're all just excited to put Clayton through that ringer, especially her brother, Roland, who in regular fashion. First of all, this family is stunning. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah. And I was just like, can Roland needs to be cast on a future season if he's like, he's so beautiful. Stunning. And Side he's really note. making his case because I think he does an excellent turn as I her agree. as her big brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Serene says that, like in true Big Brother fashion, he acts like he doesn't care, but deep <laughs> down, he really does care about her and whether she's happy. Did you find that relatable as as the sister of yeah an older brother? Claire? As the sister of brothers, they normally don't <laughs> like to talk about how much they care about you. Um, so. She tells the family how she shared with him about her grandma's death and her cousin's death on their date. And Roland is already freaking out. He's like, Serene seems super happy. She's glowing. 
It's bittersweet. The higher you are, the harder you fall. Like the obstacle it's interesting. course. Like the obstacle like course. He he should have been there to just marry. Yeah. I did find it interesting that this was actually a reaction a few of the families had. Like they all seemed to genuinely be like, wow, this seems very real. And Clayton and my relation seem uh, very, very genuinely into and each that's other. terrifying. Which you don't see, you don't see every mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like they mostly comment on how much Serene seems into Clayton. And so I wonder if partly yeah. what they're picking up on is that, whereas with, like, Rachel, we later see her dad say, like, when I see you with her, it seems like she's, it seems the, only like she's the only one. I don't know if they're getting that with Clayton Oh, that's and a good Serene. point. Yeah. So the fact that she seems all in must be really terrifying or extra terrifying. And so Roland sits with Clayton first and says, you know, I've been watching Serene's body language. And she seems really happy. Um, I also was shocked that she shared her feelings about her grandma and her cousin, who apparently died just a couple Ugh, months before. Oh that was gutting to hear that. That was so such a recent yeah. grief. Like, yeah, fuck. I can't even imagine. Like, just a couple months is is almost yeah, no time no. at all yeah. when you're dealing with that level of loss. Yeah. And he says she doesn't even talk much about those things with her family. And so she must see something really special in you. Um, So maybe you, Clayton, should be careful with her because she's going through a lot. She's fragile. And Clayton says, well, her continuing to open up to me is really attractive because it's like, wow, she trusts me. I don't even have to ask her to keep opening up. She's just doing it. And it's great. Oh, no. This was not my favorite moment from Clayton no. this episode. I was like, Clay, read the room. Read the room, sir. You should say something like, it's really, wow, hearing you say that means so much to me because it has meant so much to me that Serene has trusted me enough to to share these things. And like, yeah. Yeah, that's really a moment to say like, I know how special Serene is and how much she's going through. And I want to be someone who is like, there for her. And there instead he's like, I love that Serena's just, just like opening herself up. really vulnerable and exposed. <laughs> he's like, it's really hot. It's I love a vulnerable woman. <laughs> I'm uh, not even asking. She's just doing it and doing it and doing it. And you're like, oh no. It keeps going. It keeps <laughs> going. You were doing so well. You were doing so well. This is uh, also when, as you mentioned earlier, Vella, Roland asks, like, do you love her? And Clayton says, I haven't told anyone I love them. I'm not there yet, which is honest, but he doesn't add, I'm going yeah. to get there or I see myself getting there with That Serene. for me was in the episode I was like, oh no. Like I kind yeah. of had a little like star of like, I don't know about how long yeah. Serene is going to be here just because it was so, it was the exact same question yeah. that Susie's family had asked and it was a different answer. And I was like, that's not good. It's really all in those little flourishes because you have to kind mm-hmm. of legalistically give the same sort of answer, which is like, I'm not in love with anyone yet. There's still a lot of time to go. Yeah. But if it's your one of your top picks, you can be say the extra thing. Exactly. And if it's not, then you just stop there and you're like, what are you gonna do, man? Like I can't say I'm in love with you yet. Exactly. But. And you want and you want the person that you think that you might pick, you want their family to like you more. So you're kind mm-hmm. of putting in that extra yeah. effort, I think, to reassure them. Yeah. I wonder if Clayton is already starting to think of Serena as the one who's not making it through to fantasy suites. Mm-hmm. 
spoiler alert. But meanwhile, Serene is gazing happily into her mother's eyes and telling her that Clayton, that she told Clayton that she loved him or that she was falling in love with him and how his face lit up like a little kid, which is like a really apt way of describing how he looks when a girl says that she's (laughs) falling in love with him. Um, It's like a little kid who just found a new fire truck toy on the table. And she tells her mom that she told Clayton about the fireflies and her cousin and how important that was to her. And she brought the jar with her. She brings out the jar and turns on the fairy lights. And she and her mom are both like, wow, he really listened to you. I'm glad they felt that way. (laughs) Me too. With this. I guess I, I... I don't know. I I'm still not a fan of of the craft project about her trauma, but I'm I'm really genuinely I'm I'm glad, glad it was meaningful to her, and I'm glad yes. it was meaningful to her her mom. Yeah, yes. right, right. Like who? We're not sure if that was if that's the move to turn someone. But I'm glad it was it. received. Right. No, exactly. In a way that made it meaningful and like f- it felt that it landed in the. In I remember the moment. when it happened. I I was like, I think I had a similar reaction where I was like, this is a little cringe, but it also is like, I can imagine that if you share something like a death, and then he goes out of his way to make something for you, which he's not really doing for anyone, like that would probably be mm-hmm. very meaningful. Um, it's less about that. It's <laughs> that Clayton stu- had a PA stuff some. Yeah, Christmas like I think it's also we- it it's it's a thing that feels weirder watching it as yeah. us than like perhaps it did. Yeah, I think I think probably yeah. she's taking it as like he listened, he heard me, and he made this he made this effort um, yeah. to make something for me, which I totally get. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and especially knowing like what a what an early stage it is for her, like. Mm-hmm. to have like support and like attention and to have a physical, a physical a physical thing yeah. that you can take yeah. that you can take with you like that also contextualized it with me that she was like part of this was that he was like no matter where we go on the rest of this journey you'll you'll have the fireflies with you and i was like oh that's not that kind of i don't know made it land a little bit better but we we, we can, can move, move on, on from, from the firefly, firefly yeah. jar yes let's talk more about roland who is about to have his moment with his sister oh god he, this moment made me. Yeah. I, I I cried. I actually. Me too. Cried. We're gonna make you cry again because oh, we no. do have a clip of him. She asked how he'd feel if they got engaged, and we do have a clip of his response. I have seen you hurt in a lot of ways. Been up on the phone with you, with you crying until three in the morning. I don't don't want you to feel that anymore. I've seen you trust people before. Are you comfortable that he's not gonna break your trust? The real truth of it is as, like, more feelings grow, like, things get scarier. Yeah, it could be, like, what if I fall? But to me, it's, like, what if I fly? I'm I'm so here for it. That's what scares me is that you're here for it. You ain't scared of nothing. You're not afraid to be hurt again. When you jump off of 80-foot stuff, you ain't afraid to break your leg. I was afraid you should have seen it. <laughs> but you do it anyway. So I'm not saying I don't trust your judgment. I do. But be careful. Make sure you're thinking everything through. And uh, I, I trust you. I love you. I really, really do. Oh, my God. I teared up again. I know. What if that. I it's fall, just... but what if I fly? I was like, 
It was a really beautiful uh, way to put it. And it was also, I loved that he, in the midst of his sort of protectiveness and his his fear, he made sure to tell her, like, to be clear, this isn't about me not trusting your judgment. Right, right. Yeah. And I that felt, that always feels really important to me because the families can get this, like, protective vibe on and... Right, it was just... It's it's nice to hear relatives affirm, like, we trust you. Yeah. <laughs> My God, like, I'm going to cry. I do, yeah. I'm I in love with Roland, is what I'm Roland saying. Roland is, yeah. is lovely. I love this. I love this moment between them. And I think that that is often, like, the best role of a protective feeling family member is not to be, like... I'm going to come at this guy. I don't trust him. Like, I'll hurt him if he dumps you or whatever. But to say, like, you know, when you're heartbroken, I'm heartbroken. Like, to see mm-hmm. you go through this, like, we're all wrapped up in that. And, like, you should follow your heart and do what you want. But but know that, like, that it's a, a big decision risk. that carries risk. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, afterwards, Serene is thrilled with how it went. She's like, it went so well. I'm in love with Clayton now. And this is when we this get, is when his we get their, his beaming face. Because this is another step on the love uh, journey. She's like, I'm in love. And the he, love obstacle I, course. I want to I want to point out they are on a bench. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where else would they <laughs> be? To add that. <laughs> if you ever want to break up, or declare that you're in love with someone, you should probably be Find a bench. bench. <laughs> <laughs> Find yourself a bench. <laughs> a bench company definitely needs to hire you, Bella. Look, it, um, was, for it was like I saw it, and then I couldn't stop seeing it. <laughs> uh, much like me right now, Clayton is beaming. He's like, I can't stop smiling. So many feelings. He's not like leaning in for the kiss right away or saying much other than like I'm smiling I'm happy eventually he does go in for the kiss but I felt a little disconnect here as well where I'm like he is definitely trying to show her how much he appreciates this but I don't feel like he wishes he could say it back for example yeah same and now it's time for Rachel's date we are in Claremont Florida they meet in a swampy looking area and (laughs) They do a fun twist. She tries to get him to run and jump into her arms. <laughs> I enjoyed this. The ladies are getting bored. They're like, we need to try some new things. And they're like, we, look, we've done it. We we know. We know what we're supposed to do. But let us try to, like, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. She, she as he predicts, is not strong enough to lift him. So they have to reset, do a standing jump into his arms as tradition demands. She gets there. Again, she gets that air. <laughs> you got to have that vertical leap to be with a man like Clayton. Mm-hmm. Rachel has lost her voice. And I wrote down, I don't know how that happened because she always whispers. <laughs> and I can't tell the difference because she always whispers. <laughs> I thought it was weird they waited so long to acknowledge it when it was like very obvious. I That her voice notice. was completely... Really? I didn't. Oh, notice. I noticed immediately. I think of her as the one with the whisper. I think of her as the one with the whispery voice. So I was like, "But there's Rachel." Sometimes whispering. she she whispers often, but then this sounded like a person whose voice was lost. 
You know what? I'm going to say as someone who has done um, a fair amount of stage plays, whispering <laughs> actually is one of the harder things on your voice because if you're, oh, if you're really? whispering so much, it actually, if you're whisp- if you're like forcing air through there, like it's actually not like mm-hmm. calming to your vocal cords. So I think maybe right. she, maybe she whispered too much. She, she whispered, whispered too, too much, much, and now she no, we, must whisper. We understand. Yeah, like she whispered wow. her way yeah. into a, a lost voice. Look, it's Ugh. it's rough to have laryngitis, like when you're it's your hometown day. She guides him to a glass bottomed canoe. They're going to be taking a two person tour of the swamp, which apparently a is treacherous, treacherous tour of the swamp because there are many, many predators, snakes, gators. They paddle along. Clayton hears bird calls, and he's like, oh, my God. I, that didn't sound like anything I've ever heard in Missouri. We got to leave. And I was like, Clayton, it's a bird. Like, deep breath. <laughs> there are birds everywhere. They see a giant, giant spider that looked. Yeah, that spider was big. That, that It was, was like the size of a softball. Just that the was body terrifying. Oh, no. No, thank you. You would have to use, like, an arrow a bow and arrow to kill that spider. You're not splatting that. Oh. Like, and Clayton, as it as we feathered. know, it was hairy. Clayton has has many fears, and I suspect they include spiders. He he was like, it. I really like Rachel, but get me the fuck out of this very <laughs> rickety canoe. Yeah, he really he really freaks out, which is fair. And afterward. <laughs> they're laughing, and he's like, just for the record, I totally handled that interaction like a man, right? <laughs> There's so much like interesting gender anxiety around Clayton where I'm like, I do think that he genuinely both genuinely wants to come off as manly in a traditional way and also has a dose of like self-deprecating awareness yeah. about how outdated that is. And that's a kind of normal mix, I guess, because we all live under the we grew up under these standards and we on some level want to embody them, but we also know they're made up. Yeah. But it's funny to see how they play He's out in him so sometimes. He's so big. Like, he reminds me of Hercules, <laughs> the animated <laughs> character. Like, not, like, the mythical one. Like, the Disney one. And, like, he... But I feel like sometimes, like, when, when guys are so big, it's like he probably doesn't feel like he is allowed to be scared of lions or scared of spiders or bugs or whatever. But he is, you know? And look, just let giant men be scared. scared. Yeah. Honestly, it's silly is. that a man couldn't because, yeah. like, I am a lot bigger than a spider and I'm right. still scared Terrified. of it. So what does exactly. size have to do with yeah. it? Yeah, like, I get it. I get it, Clayton. Yeah. Um, no, I, I always love it when Clayton is just honest about having an emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing. Even if he feels like he has to make a self-deprecating comment about how he's not acting like a man afterwards, I'll mm-hmm. take it. Uh, next up... They come across a coincidental sign that says kissing tree hanging from Completely a branch over coincidental. the water. <laughs> and this is where he props her up in the boat, like onto a branch to intensely this make out. was athletic. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't fall out of the boat. Is there like a, a bachelor intern underwater holding the boat? Holding in place? it up. <laughs> 
Someone is in a scuba suit below, just like anchoring that thing. She has her like she always has like all her limbs posed very fetchingly. Yeah. I, I this is where I wrote this is like romancing the stone. Yes, yeah. This was truly a cinematic yeah, she's moment. She's like, where's the angle? And she does it. And I, but yeah. I don't think she actually is like that. But she just ends up like that. It's Some, just it's a talent. It's a natural know. talent. Yeah. And I'm impressed because I, I have none of those skills. More romancing the stone esque as this date continues because then they strip down into their bathing suits, they get in the water, they make out with their hair wet. At one point, she is lying in the shallow yeah. with her hair floating oh, yeah. around her like Ariel <laughs> where, while he lies on top of her and makes out with her. I'm like, I could not be Rachel if I tried. My heart. Hardest. No, like, no. I would literally be like falling in the swamp, like probably knock the spider. <laughs> oh, over. I would have fallen twenty times. Like, <laughs> I, how does she do it? How does she do it? I just, I genuinely like these are the scenes that I would watch in a movie and be like, it's okay that like I've never done anything like this with my boyfriend because no one does stuff like this and they don't look hot while they do it. If they <laughs> do, Rachel. and then you watch Rachel with her <laughs> head like, in the oh mud, my God. looking like a goddess, and you're like, "What? Fucking yeah, hell." Um, very, very so interesting. emotionally complicated for me watching this Definitely. date, but um, it was like taking a little break to be in an adventure romance, mm-hmm. a classic adventure romance film, and after this. It's back to bachelor business as normal. Rachel sits with him and tells him that he'll be meeting her parents, Mary and Tony, and her best friends, Sam and Nate. She says, my dad is going to be the toughest. He's never liked anyone (laughs) that I've brought home. This was just such a reminder how fucking mortifying it is to have a parent, specifically a father, who's like, I will beat the shit out of any person (laughs) you're in a relationship with. Like, just the utter fucking trauma for the child who has to deal with that especially in this like it's it dates from an era when it was still toxic but you know built into a sort of societal custom around courtship that doesn't really exist anymore so now you're just like an independent woman dating a guy and your dad is still acting like he has to agree to offer your dowry and you know like it just doesn't track anymore and So they have this long conversation where she's basically just like, my dad is going to hate you. He's just a tough Italian guy who's going to hate you. And I'm really scared. And I don't want to do this. Just don't change your mind about me because my dad hates you. (laughs) That part made me really sad. She was like, I'm really scared. It's going to affect how you view me. Yeah. like Which is, she should because it does traditionally on the show. Um, and Clayton handles this, like, pretty well. He's like, I welcome the toughness. Like, I have to earn family members' trust just like I have to earn yours. And, like, I just want to get, like, a, you know, a shake on the hand and a you're not that bad kid yeah. by the end of the night. We've talked before about how football players are raised in a system that sort of maybe accustoms them to being – I don't know, like, like bossed male, around ma- by other yeah, dudes. male authority yeah, de- figures who are, like, authority, that, like, tough be, love vibe. Right. And that can be rough on the show because that can make you vulnerable, I think, to producers just mm. running you into a ditch, which it seems like is about which, to happen. Yeah. But it does sometimes stand them in good stead with dads on the hometown dates because the dads come at them and Clayton's like, I've just, like, had to 
learn how to get along right. with so many balding, stubbly <laughs> men in shiny polo right. shirts berating yeah, me totally. and being like, you're not good enough. Right. He actually, yeah, I felt like he handled all of this really, really well. Like, as well as possible. I agree. It does make me think yeah. if Rachel's dad has never liked anyone that she's dated, like, how intense that would be. Yeah. Well, we're going to see... <sighs> how deep of an insight we get into his terrifying behavior. Rachel is convinced that he is going to ruin this for her. And after the break, we are going to meet Rachel's family. Can you keep up? I like I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back. And Clayton and Rachel are just happening upon her family home. Oh, my God. There is a doorway. Giant American flag in front of it. And a giant R. For Rachel? To I the saw door. that and I was like, is that an R for Rachel? <laughs> or no, is it their last name Rekia. is Rekia. Their last oh, name is Rekia. Okay. And they are also, I looked it up, Republicans. So oh, are, a lot of oh, R's. are they? I mean, R's in this house. shocker. They are in <laughs> R for Rachel but. for their last name and Republicans. Okay, great. Yeah. Tracks. That tracks. It is like a two foot tall R. Is monogramming your door a thing? I've never seen this before. I don't like it. So they head inside and Rachel's mom, Mary, is very warm and welcoming. Her friends are also welcoming. Tony is just like kind of sitting back with that kind of half smirk that is like, I might beat you up. I haven't decided yet. The looks that Rachel's dad were giving Clayton, I was like, this is really chilling. Chilling. It was really intense. Like, like if I just looked over and just saw a man like (laughs) boring into my soul with those eyes, I would be like, oh my God. I would run. Uh, Like, goodbye. I will never be joining this family. Quirked up. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to beat you up, but I'm going to enjoy it. You know? So it's not putting me out at all. Oh, it was. It's very weird. Really intense. Rachel's friend, Sam, uh, gives a little toast, welcoming him. And then Nate drags Rachel off to talk, like, by her wrist, basically. (laughs) And he's very excited to hear what happened. And he's like, so how are the other girls feeling? Like, you seem to feel good. But are the other ones also feeling really good? Nate is just, like, here for the gossip. And (laughs) I really relate to him. Yeah. He's like, I know how messy this can get. So, like, let's see where things stand, like, what we're dealing with. And she's like, I feel like the only one when I'm with Clayton. And he's like, okay, but fantasy suites. Like, you don't want to be played. No one wants to be played. Which I would say on the show, there is some value to being played because then you can be bachelorette. So, like, (laughs) some people might want to just let yourself. (laughs) I don't know. It's a valid choice. And she's like, you just, you can't think about it. You put it out of your mind. And Nate's like, well, who will be here to pick up the pieces? I'm guessing Nate will be here to pick up the pieces. And he just wants her to think about that for a second. I felt like all her friends were like, we don't want to see her in a breakup. And I was like, it made me think like, was there, there a was really clearly that, like, some, a very traumatizing clearly, breakup. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone just kept being like, we don't want to, that can't happen again. Yeah, they all tell stories about, like, a significant ex or something and a breakup and, like, what they learned from that relationship that they didn't want, which Rachel did on her first one-on-one. What did one-on-one. she say again? That, like, you know, her ex didn't like that she was oh, going to be right. a pilot. A pilot, right. yeah. He yeah. Was, it right. seemed... A little controlling. It seemed like a pretty, yeah. a pretty rough dynamic. Right. Okay. And they're always like, oh, that doesn't sound nice. And then you meet the families, and the families are all like, actually, that was extremely traumatizing for all of us, yeah. and it can't happen again yeah no i felt i felt that that was like the dynamic of rachel's house was just like don't do this again to her they were all just kind of terrified i think that like as i feel like the further we get into this franchise the more often we actually see this that like we go to hometowns and learn that 
a female contestant was so destroyed by a breakup that she had health problems or like had mm-hmm. to move back in with the, yeah like, that was the case with Michelle worse. are men getting ter- more terrible like I need to know what's going on out there oh that like just nothing, nothing good nothing good mm-hmm. and just that like everyone's like we as a community had to like do like we did this together yeah. because it was so bad and I was just like that is real I do love that they all stepped in you know takes a village mm-hmm. Nate and Sam seem like great friends. Yeah. Sam sits down with Clayton and is like, I've never seen Rachel glow like this. They're all All saying the women are glowing. All of the women are glowing. Sam has a great stack of necklace chains I want to call out. She looks very uh, good. good and on trend. And she's like, Italian people were very protective. Her dad, Tony, doesn't like anybody. Tony. He just doesn't like anyone. Tony. And th- this comes up several times that they're just like, well, you know how it is. We're Italian, so my dad's going to have to beat the shit out of you. And I was like, is that the <laughs> message know. you want to be? <laughs> I was like, I don't really know that national we- TV show. Prerequisite. Like, <laughs> uh, Clayton is like, yeah, I decided with Tony I'm just going to be myself. And Sam's like, yeah. And then if he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I guess that's my only <laughs> option. She's like, lean into it. Great. I love that for you. Tony, meanwhile, is gearing up. He is in a shiny blue polo, and he is ready to do some toxic masculinity right at Clayton's face. I think we actually have a clip of him giving himself a little pep talk. I'm an old-fashioned guy. People always have to prove themselves to me that they're good people. As a father, you're protective, and no matter how old you get, you would do anything to protect that daughter. Even with the her last boyfriend when they were had an argument and I said do you want me to beat him up oh I somehow missed that <laughs> and just heard he's that. ready to do violence at the drop of a hat to he's, defend his daughter's honor yeah. wow. he's just really excited to let us know about that <laughs> but casually he's like it's no big deal but like of course I did offer to beat him Tony up he was such an odd mix and we'll get to him later where he like shows a much softer side with Rachel but I was just like the masculinity really fucks with men Ooh. like the like the fact that you think you have to do this or that this is the way like, to do support you think, your children do you like think it, that beating up Rachel's ex-boyfriend would, would have <laughs> like help <laughs> right. like, what does that her. do for her yeah yeah I mean the music also didn't help it was like <laughs> it was like scars <laughs> theme from Lion King <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then Rachel's mom really exudes that energy you were talking about earlier, Claire, where she's just like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. what's up? Oh, my God. You and look Ra- so happy. Tell me you all about so it. You look so happy. And Rachel's like, I did talk to him about dad. And she just starts, like, hysterically laughing. And Rachel's like, no, I mean, like, actually, because I just said he doesn't like anyone and, you know, he wants to do violence to all of them. And her mom's like, <laughs> she's like, I guess he does. Her somebody. mom is howling. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, yeah, I guess he does. He does do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so meanwhile, Clayton and Tony are having their battle to the death. And Clayton shows up prepared for this. Like, he mm-hmm. handles this well. I mean, when it comes down to it, Tony's questions are pretty achievable totally. if you are yeah. if you're not born in the stone age he's like do you know that rachel has right. ambitions and clayton is like yeah. yes i know she wants to be a pilot i love that for her 
I would support her even if it meant moving for a while. Of course, like for her, that's I actually enjoy. Like, oh, okay, yeah. He's like, oh, weird. I guess that deflates me. I guess I can't beat him up now. I did enjoy hearing Clayton being like, yeah, if Rachel's career takes her somewhere, I will follow her. I will support that. Like, actually, what he says, I enjoyed that. I'm not going to waste this opportunity. <laughs> this opportunity comes once this in a job, lifetime. And he's willing to do do whatever it takes, including moving to Europe. A great sacrifice, I know. Like, he sees everything as moving up in the company. He's like, I mean, this is a great opportunity for me, and I'll definitely take it. Yeah, I'm going to pull those late hours. I'm going to move to Europe. Like, whatever it takes. To get this job. Slash your daughter. Uh, same diff, right? Woman, job, like, we're basically the same. Um, I'm saying women are a lot of work. I'm kidding. Feminism. Okay. So, Tony then uh, expresses that, you know, there are three other girls. That concerns him. He doesn't want to see his daughter hurt. And Clayton is like, well, someone's going to end up hurt. So, you know. That's a good point. People. It's true. Like, I mean, what are you going to say? Someone's going to end up hurt. And he's like, but, you know, it's really hard. I don't envy myself. But you end up meeting someone like Rachel, and it's all worth it. Which, again, feels like something that you say where I'm like, is that an extra hint that's like, she will be the reason that it's worth it to go through this? Right. Am I overreading at this no, point? No, I, I mean, I it feels like Rachel is, I think, making it to the top two, at least. I, I see I mean, that we know, them. And we, like, know that she is. Because all these, pro- saw, right, again, right. Well, we don't right. entirely. We know yes. the, you know the we know that she, We know she's physic. We know she's physically there right. at that rose ceremony. It's more like and does there's he, only two of them. It's more like does he send someone home for her to be in the final two, or right. does someone leave? Um, I am starting to suspect that perhaps they are all going to leave, but we will. <gasps> yes, we can get. We're going to gonna that talk later. about this. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Theories. Um, just, just, just wait. Yeah, oh just wait. God. Tony asks how Clayton will avoid hurting Rachel if it's not her, and Clayton is like, "I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what will happen, but I've dreamed of a future with Rachel, and I just have to keep taking these steps, like seeing if I could be part of her family," which is a perfectly valid response to an impossible to answer question. Yeah. And Tony is like, "Well, I can't give you my blessing. We don't see Clayton ask for any blessings, but it does keep coming up. So I'm like, either it happens off camera, or they all just know that it's time. Or the or these dads are just like, I must <laughs> yeah. give my blessing. Tony says, I can't give a blessing because I haven't talked to Rachel, and until she says this guy's really special to me, that's when I would change my mind. And if she does say something like that, I'll pat you on the arm when we shake hands goodbye, so you'll know that she gave me the good word." And Clayton's like, you know, I respect that he had to talk to Rachel before giving his blessing, but, like, it's really disappointing to not have it. I was like, Clayton, this is basically the same as being like, if my daughter loves you, I'll love you. So, like, I'd take it. I feel like you don't have to hold out for him to pass her hand to yours, but traditional guy. Rachel does sit down with her dad and tells him how perfect Clayton is. And how hard it is to find a guy who will. And her dad interjects and says, stand next to you and not in front of you. And she's like, yeah. And also everyone I've brought home, you've been so mean to them. And he's like, but I I wasn't this time. So. <laughs> like, I was really nice this time. I was a really good guy. She cries and is like, I've always wanted you to be proud of me. 
They cry together. He starts crying and says, like, I'm very proud of you. If he's what you want, I'm all for it. And I'm like, Tony, why could we not have, like, like, begun with this energy? Tony, this is is being a man as well. Like, you don't have to lead with, like, I'm going to beat up. Yeah, like, look at you being a good father. (laughs) Loving your daughter. Wanting your daughter's ambitions to be supported by her partner in an equal partnership and, like, wanting her to be happy and trusting her judgment. Like, these are strong... This is a strong showing of masculinity as well, and we should reinforce that. It's funny because he's so, like, his goal for his daughter is a feminist one. He wants his daughter to be supported in her career and have equality in her relationship. And, but it's expressed through this really retrograde, Retrograde. like, to the point that even after this, he says in his In the Moment, I was different with Clayton than I've been with guys in the past because she's really happy and I didn't want to spoil the party. And, like, I know what he's saying is that he wants her to be happy but like it's all expressed through these veils of just like this is my perfect princess daughter and like if she's happy like she got it into her little head that like she wants this then like i don't want to like ruin the 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 day for her like you know it's all just expressed in the vocabulary and Mm. trappings of these very old school father-daughter again it was just like the boomer men are not okay yeah and he wants the right things for his daughter and that's good. Yeah, at the end of the day, he actually, I think his heart is in the right place and he wants he wants amazing yeah. things for her, but like he doesn't feel like he can express them in a way other than he has to do violence. <laughs> violence. <Yeah. Anyway. laughs> I will do violence to a man to support my beautiful perfect daughter and having a party in other words, being a pilot yeah. and yeah, having in an own equal relationship yeah. where a man is willing to follow her so that her dreams can be achieved. <laughs> oh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, as they say goodbye, Tony shakes Clayton's hand and claps him on the arm. Clayton is thrilled. We get a little flashback reel five seconds later as Clayton describes it to confirm that he did get the he arm clap. He got the signal. Yes, the arm clap of blessing. And afterwards, Rachel whispers to Clayton that she is falling for him even harder now. Yeah, she transitions to full whispers at this point. On the bench. I mean, on the bench. Look, she loves to do it anyway, and her voice is yeah, gone. She's like, so. actually, let's just go full, full yeah, whisper. Full whisper. <laughs> full whisper. But after this, Clayton seems deeply shaken. Um, because he keeps meeting these wonderful women's families and hearing, wow, this woman is happier than I've ever seen her before because of you, but she's been hurt in the past. Don't so hurt definitely her. don't do that. <laughs> it really is just like a rough position to be in as the lead at this point. Like you yeah. can't win. And he's right. He's like, I feel like I'm going to have to break three hearts to make one happy. And like, yes. Although it seems like he will be ultimately breaking all the hearts, yeah. including oh his God. own. He so he's really going just for it. For one, really yeah. clearly. I wonder if, like, it could yeah. be like a certain tactic to like keep around. I mean, this is messed up, but keep around like two people that you're not, you're kind of more lukewarm about because that would make it easier. Do you know what I mean? I think often, well, we often see that like the actual number two two person in someone's feelings get sent home at number three. Yeah. Like, and to me, it, it, it felt like, at, at least the way they did the rose ceremony, it sort of implies that Rachel and Serene are potentially on the chopping block because 
they their families were the ones that were like, you really can't do this to them. Right. Yeah. Right. If you know it's not them. Yeah. And I think that often the lead will, at this point, have a pretty clear sense of who they're going to pick. And so they can strategize a little bit around, like, yeah. who goes home for a second. I do think he's trying to do that a little bit with Serene. That, like, she I seems agree. like she's in a really tough yeah. position emotionally. I'm not keep her around. And, so he and if he knows it's not home. her at the end, it's kind of like, why put her through fantasy suites? Yeah. Whereas, like, Susie is just, like, fun, shrimping. He's like, like Susie whatever. and Gabby will heart. probably be fine, no matter what. Right, right. Um, so it's it's time for him to start breaking some hearts. It's rose ceremony hour. And Jesse Palmer greets Clayton outside of the mansion. And Clayton tells him that he is falling in love with all four women in a different capacity. <laughs> in a different capacity. What's that mean? Jesse's mind is like fucking he's like, blown. He's like, <sighs> he's like, my word, Clayton, as you're standing right here. Wow, I love that love. Jesse Palmer suddenly has a southern accent. <laughs> That's <laughs> really it sounded. It sounded like like an old western. Like my word, Clayton, you're falling in love with all four women. <laughs> I, I, one thing that I love about The Bachelor is the way that it tracks these little phrases that we all start to say, and we're not sure why, because we don't even necessarily know what they mean. And in a different capacity is yeah, one of those. What for is me. in a different capacity? I'm falling in love with all of them in a different it, capacity. It, it mean, it doesn't mean what? anything. It doesn't really, it's just like sort of like management speak, it almost, is? or like business yes. speak. Yeah. Yes. But we've all started talking more like that. He's he's like, you know, we've been on four different tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're starting to converge. Each of them has really shown in, in their own capacities. Yeah. Different yeah. capacities. And Jesse's like, oh, oh, okay, different capacities. It's all, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. what does it Got mean it. to fall in love with four people in a different capacity? It's like, you would normally <laughs> say maybe like in different ways or like for different reasons. But because we're all so infected, and Clayton is especially so, but I think we all kind of are infected with management yeah. in our culture. And <laughs> it's just like capacity is obviously the to word just, to reach it's for. It's meant to just shut the other person up because they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. You know? like Yeah. You're like, I don't know what you're saying, but, but it sounds it important. It sounds very professional. So <laughs> I think technical. I will leave now. <laughs> logistics, logistics. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so Clayton expresses to Jesse, you know, they've all opened up to me so much. I've been holding back. Um, but now I realize I owe it to them <laughs> to give them my all. I'm going to oh, let down my walls so that they don't start to put up their walls, which is the last thing he wants. And producers Time. are like, yes, oh, no. we're getting a fucking train wreck. Sure. We've done it. <laughs> he should have been having micro tremors of emotion to mm. let off some of the energy before. And now we're going to have a massive quake of emotion yeah, he's letting it he's letting it all out uh, so the four women arrive they're all stunning and their dresses impeccable oh, style that blue that powder blue then oh, the blue oh, i loved blue. the I blue love it's blue. an unusual rose ceremony color yeah, it was yeah like was a light great. blue and it, so it really stood out because i feel like the venues tend to encourage like dark wine colors wine, and black yes, and yeah green. like i think yeah. i would opt for like an emerald yeah. or something yeah. and she just goes for it with this like periwinkle uh, and it's yeah, perfect it yeah and she is like i'm worried like if i don't get a rose it won't just be a disappointment it will be a failure which uh. were both unexpected words for me in this moment 
I was like, I hope you don't think of it as a failure. And disappointment seems mild, but that's how I would feel, too, if I didn't get a rose from Clayton. Disappointment, at worst. (laughs) Susie is really shaken by hearing from her mom that Clayton isn't in love with her. Or, she says, falling in love with her. I don't think that I heard her mom say specifically that he said no, he wasn't I think falling she in just, love with her. She or just she's just catastrophizing that. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so they're all, you know, no one's safe this rose ceremony. Everyone's freaking out. And Clayton begins to hand out his three roses to Susie, Gabby, and Rachel. Obviously. Once those first two happen, you're like... Obviously, it's not Rachel. Yeah. The only person who was really unclear was Susie versus Serene because we did know that Rachel and Gabby were both going to be in that footage. Right. Again, we've seen the footage, so it's just not. So for me, yeah, I wasn't sure about Gabby. Um, That was was the shock for me because I kind of thought maybe he was going to let Gabby go um, and it was going to be Serene. Rachel and Susie. So I was shocked about Gabby, yeah. but I I guess that footage has really changed since the point yeah. when Emma first picked. It's hard to because it's basically like at first you just would see kind of her back and then you see it's her later in the same backs. dress. Yeah. And you, right, you see you also just yeah. from the it's from the hair. It's yeah, pretty right, easy right, to right. tell. So Emma identified it and otherwise I would have been surprised like mm-hmm. every week I think. I'm always surprised by the strength of their connection yeah. because to me Gabby can just maybe you know, keep keep looking for a man who is more worthy of her. No, I'm being, well, <laughs> I, I see Gabby with someone else, but right. um, yeah, I was, mean Serene, I was surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, it's one of those things that is bittersweet. Cause I'm like, I just think Serene is a queen. So I'm just like, it's fine. Serene, you'll find, you'll yeah. find a great guy. I, but yeah. Like, I know. I'm like, she's, Okay, if she goes on Paradise, if she's, she's not Bachelorette, kill. like, she's gonna she kill. She is going to yeah. dominate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I oh, was... I do want to see more. I was, more I, I, was sh- I was shocked. I guess I just didn't pay enough attention to that um, promo, but yeah, I was like... Oh, you weren't close reading all of this? <laughs> no, and <laughs> so I should weird. Have. How dare you? I'm ashamed. Oh, you have other stuff to do with your time. Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So Clayton walks Serene out and they sit where? On a bench. On a bench. Honestly. I'm pretty sure they sit on a bench. I didn't clock that bench, but now I'm I'm ashamed of myself. (laughs) There are benches at the mansion. I think they were on a bench. Yeah, they were on a bench. They were on a bench. These late season breakups, they can always do a bench. (gasps) And (laughs) she's giving him a very like, I wrote icy. I don't think she's being actively icy with him but she's I think like she, it's like she distance. says she says yeah. in her in the moment like i'm starting to shut down and i yeah. felt that and so i think that's what we see yeah. there yeah. there's no warmth was, really and why like there shouldn't be. and clayton that. isn't great no. at these breakup Terrible. scenes like no. he doesn't know what to say and so he doesn't really draw out that warmth from her because he doesn't yeah. he has no idea what to say that yeah. could possibly what be he effective. does say is so, uh, I just wanted to say, sorry. Oh. <laughs> like, Clayton, say something specific about her. He... Or about her family. Like, just, oh, He Clayton. was so bad at this. I mean... Clayton, practice. Practice. You need to practice. I think you need to practice. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I get it. You might choke, but, like, you need to, you need to prepare. It's not, if you yes. know you're bad at this, you need to prepare. It's not her job in a break... Like, her job in a breakup is to be zipped up. 
because that's what you do when you're in shock. Or is to react however the fuck she wants, right? Like, yeah. once you end a relationship, you cede that control. Yeah. But you do have a responsibility to, give a to express. Yeah, and just, or just to, like, express yourself in a way that shows that your time with that person had meaning. Yeah, and, and right. like, I just think it's, like, so helpful in a breakup to give some context to be, like, this is what was happening specifically. Like, it just is, like, on you as the breaker-upper to just to extend whatever you can because you know that, like, it's just going to be insane after in that person's mind. And, like, Clayton is so bad at it. I think it would have been a kindness to at least be, like, you know, everything we shared was so real and important to me. But once I realized that I couldn't see it being you at the end, like, I knew I had to say goodbye and yeah. it's very difficult you're you know that's like you're a pretty basic or like formula compliment her. yeah you're, you're exactly or even just right. leave out the reason and just be like you're such a wonderful amazing xyz wonderful qualities woman it's been such an honor to yeah. like get to know you to be you. let into your family and like just say he anything literally just says sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's it. Ugh. Like, and I, it's almost, I've always felt with like Clayton in these, in these breakups, he's waiting for them to say something meaningful or interesting. Yeah. Again, this is why I think he really needs to practice. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we are advocating rehearsal and just, you know, repetition. Yeah, some scripts. Scripts, anything yeah. Clayton. It's, uh, like, she's, like, because then she's left in a position where she's, like, okay, well, I don't know what to say, but can you maybe explain what it was? You said you had no reservations. Was it because I said I loved you and you didn't feel it back in that moment? Like, what what's happening? And he's, like, no, it was nothing that you said. I just had to reflect on where my heart, you know, really stood. And I chose to have stronger connections. <gasps> I don't think he really meant that. I don't think he know what I think he meant. I realized that I had stronger connect. But again, he couldn't even deliver that line. Like, or maybe he's saying I chose to have women stay that I have stronger connections. I was like, what are you saying? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's just stringing together buzzwords. I was just so mad that Serene didn't (laughs) buzzword. I was just so mad that Serene didn't get like any kind of explanation. She deserved more. Mm -hmm. She really deserved more in this moment. And like, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. They embrace at the limo and he whispers, thank you. I wish you nothing but the best. Again. You don't say I wish you the best unless you're like, we are merely acquaintances and I maybe wish to never see you again. Like he's just laid her what? off and he's like, I know it's a tough time. <laughs> it really there, is a layoff. You've got a lot, it's a, yeah, he's a firing lot her. He's to like, offer. I wish he's you like, the best. He's like, you're gonna get two weeks pay. I wish you nothing but the best. Uh thanks for joining our company. <laughs> and she's just like, well this severance package sucks. sucks. <laughs> it's the oh worst. <laughs> thanks for all of the new trauma. Like, this is a point in the season when we often see the lead sob at breakups or at least tear up. We see them express really passionate, like, feelings about the other person. The moment where production was like, we gotta just really break him into Mm, because this is not, he's not giving us. He's just, he's just firing women. He's like, thanks for coming. Uh, I'll be fine. The company's doing great. (laughs) We just had a lot of great candidates, so we decided to go in a different direction. 
and just chose <laughs> to have other employees. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so in the limo, Serene is very shocked and confused, of course. She's like, I literally told the man I was in love with him, and if that doesn't do something for him, there's nothing I can do. It sucks. And she says she can feel her walls closing back up, Ugh. and she has nothing else to say to him. Fair. I think she should have kept them up more to begin with, and probably that's what she's feeling now. She's like, this man reacted like that to sending me home, and I was giving <laughs> him all Everything. of the feelings in there. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, I should have maybe not let the walls I think down. She, I think she was feeling regret. I think she was like, what yeah. did I just do? This is what The Bachelor does to the people who are on it. They just, Ugh, they're, just ring yeah, you they're told that, like, for everything you got and then toss you out on the street. It's, it's so cruel because it's just like, oh, the only way you're going to get ahead or the only way you're going to get, like, you know, time with this person is if you just You have to your do the things. Out. Yeah, exactly. It could also just not pay off and you could just be fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Serene yeah. Uh, is joining the unemployment lines. And this brings us to the end of the episode, except for a little teaser for next week. We are promised a two-night Bachelor event. Allegedly, uh, allegedly per the, what we see, the big fantasy suite episode, Crack Up, and the women tell all. I think the women tell all is is coming first, which was confusing in the promo. But yeah, because they do my understanding. The... Yeah, mm-hmm. women tell all will be Monday night. Then this big fuck up and everything we've been seeing teased. I think happens on Tuesday. So what I want to call out is that in the promo, Jesse Palmer describes purportedly this episode the fantasy suite episode as the most shocking (laughs) ending ending ever ending ending it's so we know it's not the finale but this is part of what makes me think this and the multiple interviews jesse has given saying things like even i don't know how this ends so i think we're gonna see some sort of like mass exodus (gasps) and that the the questions are open. Like, the, yeah. this has been ongoing. And yeah, the, the show's show really gonna is going to end. And that they're right. going to have some sort of, like, after the final rose and perhaps wow. some other supplementary footage to tack on in a true finale. But that this will be, like, the end of the traditional Do we journey. think this is because he tells everyone out in the open that he slept with everyone? I think, uh, yeah, because it okay. Oh, I suspect I Susie leaves. <laughs> I suspect that Susie finds out that he's slept with someone else. She is like, I'm that's not what my dad would do. I'm leaving. And then he's like, has to explain all of this to Rachel and Gabby. And he's told all of them he's in love with them. Yeah. And then, like, oh. they go off sobbing and everyone wants to leave. <laughs> and this is when his father is going to be like, You screwed the pooch. Wow. Yeah, and so my guess then would be Gabby and Rachel come first. And so he's on his fantasy suite date with Susie when she discovers that he has already slept with both of them and leaves, immediately plunging him into a crisis. This is going to be very weird to watch and go through the reaction to because it is so reminiscent of what happened with Luke P on Hannah B's season, except that it obviously didn't have the same conclusion. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how this plays out because if it is 
that, then like, I'm just like, he is allowed. That's what they, like, that's what it, yeah. have been doing for years of the fantasy speech. They just didn't and it, talk about it. it. It's like, maybe it's not tactically wise. Like we have heard former leads say like, I intentionally only slept with the person that I knew was going to be my final one in order to preserve the relationship. But like, obviously lots of people sleep with more than one of them. Yeah. Like they're all horned up. They've been filming, yeah. like they're all attracted to each other. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's weird. Gonna be weird. Can't wait to see if the predictions that we have are accurate. Maybe and we're completely wrong. Wow. We also could be completely wrong. They because could we are be, not we are not spoiled. They could so be misdirecting us a fair wow. amount. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, Bella, thank you so much for joining thank us. This was you guys always. This was a delight. I actually was. really enjoyed this episode yeah. and I loved talking about it with you. Thank you guys for having me. I'll, I'll come back anytime. <laughs> You're always welcome. And now it's time for love to see it, hate to see it. First, love to see it. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, we have a pretty long list here. Yeah, I kind of had a great time <laughs> during this Same. episode, despite still a healthy hate to see it list. Love to see Clayton's personality coming out. Like, he's letting down the walls and letting us see his personality for the first time. He's getting vulnerable with his personality. I don't know. I almost enjoyed his company. (laughs) Same. I also, this is just a a subset of this first one, but I loved to see Clayton just dropping words like pizzazz into normal conversation with the families. He's been studying Gabby's vocabulary. (laughs) It's like, I aspire. Speaking of Gabby, love to see Gabby's bear impression. Impeccable stuff. many other fantastic comedic moments from Gabby on her special one-on-one hometown date. Again, just absolutely loving her. Um, Overall, we love to see some of the really sweet, deep, and loving connections these women have with their families, especially Serene with her brother and Susie with her dad. We also love to see Gabby's grandpa both feeding the drama by giving production the trailer soundbite that they needed, but actually being a huge sweetheart and goofball who just, like, brought some joy to my screen. I think Hometown Week can often be kind of a slog. And Gabby's family alone just turned it into a fun episode to watch by having so much personality. Oh my god, bring Grandpa John back for another cameo, please. We also love to see Gabby's safely distanced but emotionally connected moment with her dad. Really glad that he was able to show up for her in some capacity. We also love to see Clayton trying to not lie to the families and, you know, being honest with them. I think the bar is low here, but I'm certainly glad for that. We don't always see it, (laughs) unfortunately. And now it's time for hate to see it. First, we hate to see the love actually reference that simply refuses to die. As I said earlier, it is a scourge on this culture. Make it stop. Stop love actually. I feel like it's gathering steam. Like the longer it's been since love actually came out, it's coming up more and more. Like what is that? It's it's taking flight. It's like independent of love actually now. I want it to go away. Also hate to see the sort of violent protective dad trope 
most embodied in Tony on Rachel's hometown. Also, by the way, lots of negative Italian stereotypes, mostly self-described, but still not something I love seeing disseminated by this show um, so strongly. The violent, protective dad is a staple of the Bachelor genre and our culture, and Tony does show a softer side and clearly wants his daughter to be in an egalitarian, healthy relationship, but all of the tropes that he plays into about being his daughter's protector, beating up guys who don't treat her right, um, are very harmful. We also hate to see just the giant fucking spider that I assume could eat us alive. This isn't the Discovery Channel. I'm not here to see spiders bigger than my face. Hate, hated that moment for me. <laughs> also hate to see the giant monogram on Rachel's parents' door. I don't want this to be a thing. We're taking, like, the interior cute wooden sign decor, and now we're putting it outside on the front door. I don't want that to be a thing. I didn't like it indoors either. Same. (laughs) And now it's like you want to have more of it, more visible to the public. Please, restrain yourself. (laughs) And finally, we hated Clayton's fixation on getting the father's blessings, which somehow comes through even though we don't actually see him formally ask any of them. I don't know what's going on here, but like, it this was like a baby step like it was let go to an extent but we could just do away with it overall agreed and now it's time to discuss tailgate energy let's rate out of 10 bud lights the tailgate energy of this episode you would think that hometowns would have sort of a low rating like a two maybe but no. I think it's amping back up. Like, we started strong, I agree. and then there's a dip in the middle when Clayton's just demoralized by all the drama. But now that he's enthusiastic about falling in love again, we're hearing that sideline hollering enthusiasm. That moment on Serene's date alone gets <laughs> several Bud Lights. So I think we got to give it, like, a five? Yeah. I think you're right. The, the whole, like, vibe of, I would say, like, 50% of the episode was raucous, whooping. You know, you're out there, you're tapping the keg, you're with your buddies, you're ready to see the Packers dominate. You know, that's, and that's what's most important, is, like, do we feel like we're at a tailgate right now? And we and do. I, we I do half of the time, and that there's our five. And on that note, that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful guest, Bella Lavelle. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please follow us, rate us five stars, and leave us a review. And of course, help us spread the word, especially to any of your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Twitter at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clarinemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarinemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week to recap both Women Tell All and whatever conflagration apparently brings this season mostly to an end. I
Stitcher. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy.